Welcome back to Good Monsters. My name is Cody Lawrence, and I'm your host. Welcome back to another episode. Uh, I want to share some good news about my own life before getting into the content of the episode. I'll be quick. I hate it when people ramble on about their personal lives too much when I just want to hear what they have to say about theology. So I'll be quick. Um, I am... My wife and I got a house, our first house together, and we are going to be moving in. So we, uh, I might not be posting so consistently over the next couple of weeks, but hopefully really, really good news in the new house, I will be able to have, uh, hopefully a studio space with a nice background. And the hope is to have all of my podcasts be a video with a camera of me and not just uh, videos of a static image on YouTube. (laughs) So be looking forward to that. Uh, Into the episode, I am sick, emotionally sick. Not physically sick, I feel great physically, but emotionally I am sick and discouraged and so tired of the condition of the church in America and in Canada. And in the West, the condition of the church is sickening. And it should be sickening to you too. Pastors are being arrested. Just yesterday, Tim Stevens was arrested for being faithful to God's word and continuing to preach his word even when the ruling authorities wanted him to shut it down. He chose to be faithful to God's word to not neglect to gather, to sing spiritual songs and hymns, to greet each other with a holy kiss, to meet with his brothers and sisters in Christ, and uh, he was arrested for it. Snakes, calling themselves Christians, are criticizing them, Pastor Stevens and, and other people like him who are keeping their churches open, for not capitulating to tyrants. They're, they're actually criticizing these people. They're saying it's not persecution that's happening uh, because these people are too too weak, too cowardly, uh, too entirely missing uh, God's commands <laughs> to realize that uh, you know it, if they were being faithful, they would be being persecuted too. Ah. <laughs> uh. Christians are not speaking out about these things because they're afraid of what people will think of them. Even to get one one one-hundredth of the amount of persecution in the form of somebody like frowning at you. uh, We can't handle that as Christians, and so we don't say anything. We don't speak up to our friends. We don't try to change their minds. Um, We are afraid of what people will think of us. I was driving down the street yesterday with my wife and I saw three churches in a row and one of them had pride flags being waved (laughs) and plenty of other churches in the Kansas City area are waving pride flags too and uh, have like pride stuff up in their up in their lawn there's a lot more uh, stuff saying how much they love gay people than how much they love the Bible and the churches right next door aren't saying anything about it. You do you, and we'll do us, is what they seem to be communicating. And none of them 
will follow scripture. The SBC, the largest Protestant denomination in the world, is uh, meeting and going to elect a new president. And uh, my my theory is it's not going to go well. <laughs> it's going to be somebody who loves critical race theory and who um, thinks uh, leans very liberal biblically, uh, who does not take the word of God as seriously as they should, and who is going to drive the SBC uh, further into judgment. It's so sad to see these things happening. Uh, critical race theory is a really big deal. I've spoken some about it on episodes in the past, but man, this is it's such a big deal. It's in so many churches all over the place, everywhere. Uh, and it's it's unacceptable. It, people even say, like I uh, posted about an article by a guy named Ed Stetzer on my Instagram page, yesterday and um he he and other people like him say well i disagree with crt critical race theory as a worldview but then they imply that they agree with other parts of it like there are valuable tools in it but they disagree with it as a worldview because you you can't have any other worldview but christianity obviously but there are valuable tools in crt that we can use and utilize to uh to live uh, to to live better, to be more aware of things. Uh, this is like saying you want to cut out cancer, but leave a little in there just in case. It's like saying divorce is bad, but I'll sleep around on my wife every now and then. It, it's like the opposite of the joke. You know who else drank water? Hitler. <laughs> it's like if somebody's drinking water, you can you can. Uh, make it seem like drinking water is bad because it is also something that Hitler did and that Nazis did, you know, that the terrible people did. It's like the opposite of that joke where you can say, well, there's there's a couple of good things in critical race theory, so let's keep the whole thing. You know, let's use it as, a, as a, an interpretive tool. Uh, that is, so, it's foolish. It's moronic. It is idiotic. It is un, un-Christ-like. That that's I I can't wrap my head around uh, why Christians would want to have anything to do with something that is grounded in Marxism and actual racism. It's actually racist. Critical race theory is racist. You can pick one good thing in anything evil. C.S. Lewis said that. Evil is simply good spoiled. I agree with that. Nobody does evil for the sake of evil. Murderers kill for justice or for pleasure. And justice and pleasure are good things, but murder is not. So evil done for good reasons doesn't just make it good. But what about CRT is all that bad? Like you you say it's evil, but why do you say it's evil? Well, let's take a non-central theological issue, but one that brushes shoulders with central ones. Divorce. Let's say that a Christian unjustly got divorced, uh, and even though it was a sin, was able to justify it to themselves, but otherwise was completely faithful and loved the Lord. Is he still a Christian? Yes. Yeah, obviously. 
though he may have misled himself in this one area, and he would be a lot better off repenting. Very, very bad, but not something to necessarily lose sleep over. But let's say this Christian was a pastor. And let's say uh, 50% of all pastors in a nation are guilty of divorce and all justify it. Or let's just say uh, 100% of all of the top-level leadership in a denomination, let's just hypothetically use the SBC, for example, (laughs) all loved divorce and justified it, but otherwise loved the Lord and were otherwise completely faithful, which uh, I wouldn't even say is possible. But let's just roll with it for now. (laughs) This would indicate an enormous problem. This would be something to lose sleep over. It's, it would be an enormous problem, not only in the lives of the Christians, but in the culture as a whole, in the whole organization, and the whole denomination. This would be a very good indicator of a nation in judgment if 50% of all pastors in a nation um, were divorced, you know, had a specific sin, and they justified it. That would be uh, an enormous problem, even though... If there were just one person with that problem, that wouldn't be a big deal because everybody has sins that they deal with. But if if a huge swath of the population had a particular sin that they totally ignored, that would be something worth pointing out and fighting against severely. This is why I think that um, we speak out, and rightfully so, more as Christians often, or as as conservative Christians at least, as Bible-believing Christians, why we speak out more against uh, homosexuality or same-sex marriage than we do about divorce. Both are very bad. Both are totally unacceptable. But we don't have divorce marches. We have pride marches. The culture does not uh, have a divorce month. Corporations do not put up colors uh, over their logos for a whole month representing divorce, but they do for homosexual and all other kind of deviance. So because this sin, even though otherwise, look, if there was like one homosexual in the world, not a big deal. Nobody would be talking about it. (laughs) It would still be a very bad sin, but because it is so prevalent, it is worth speaking up about more, and I think critical race theory is the exact is is a the exact same kind of thing. I cannot contrive words adequate enough to describe the snakes who are proponents of critical race theory. Oh, am I being divisive? Good. CRT is divisive. Note, Christians, that dividing with dividers can be done in good conscience. Remove the evil person from among yourselves. 1 Corinthians 5.13, and yes, that is in context. Look it up. Racism isn't systemic. Sin is. I am not a racist, but I do sin. Most people are not racists, but they do sin. Everybody sins. Someone's skin color doesn't make them an oppressor. Someone's skin color doesn't make them oppressed. Sinful actions are sinful, not the skin color of the people doing the actions. Considering that skin color is sinful is, in fact, the sin of racism. 
and yes, even if he or she is white. If people aren't being listened to, here's one of the things that um that the SBC uh, snakes in leadership like to say. Well, we're not listening to our our black brothers and sisters. Oh, how? Like, uh, share what they have to say, and we will listen. (laughs) Like, if if there is a person, anybody, no matter what skin color they have, and they have a good idea, it should be listened to, and it should be considered. Uh, But I I honestly don't think, now, now if this is happening, show me, and I will fight right alongside you. But I just don't think this is happening. I don't think that it is uh, such a prevalent problem that uh, black people are just being silenced because of uh, because of their skin color. Their opinions don't matter. I don't think that's true. People like Danny Aiken says, "I'm I'm I'm, I'm white people. I'm, I'm 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 need to um 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 give up their positions of power um 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 to minorities." Well, he's still in office. He hasn't stepped down yet. Uh, why why hasn't a minority taken his seat? People like that are hypocrites and they are snakes. If people, regardless of their skin color, listen, if people aren't being listened to with bad ideas, good. If people aren't being listened to with good ideas, regardless of their skin color, that's bad. If people aren't being listened to with good ideas because of their skin color, that's bad. Listen to this one. If people are being listened to regardless of the quality of their ideas, merely because of the color of their skin, that is also bad. Imagine instead if in the book of Galatians, Peter wasn't eating with anyone when some Jews came in. And he ran over to the Jew table so that they would see him with the Jews. (laughs) That would have been exactly as bad as when he left the table with Gentiles when they came in. Peter was more concerned with being seen with people of a certain race than he was showing love to everyone. Paul says he stood condemned. He didn't say, way to go, Peter. Those filthy Gentiles don't deserve your presence as an apostle because they're the majority. Jews are the minority here. And after all, uh, they've been oppressed by the Gentiles for generations. We're the oppressed and they're the oppressors. They should be giving up their positions of power to us Jews. Uh, I don't think that's anywhere in the Bible. And that is all of what critical race theory is about. If there is one or two decent things, like check this out. Here's here's an aspect of critical race theory that's good. Um, well, I, I don't even know if it's good. I don't even know that I can say that. <laughs> yeah, critical race theory says minorities should be listened to. Uh, I sort of agree with that, but it should be qualified. People with good ideas, regardless of their skin color, should be listened to. Yeah, so I don't even know if I agree with that part of critical theory. <laughs> It does not matter what a person's skin color is. Everybody should be included in things and everybody should be listened to if they have good ideas. You know, if somebody, if if you have one person who is a different skin color than everybody else in the church and they share an idea that is bad, you should not implement that idea. Exactly the same as if 
you had a person come to you with a bad idea that uh, was exactly the same skin color as 99% of the congregation. You should treat those ideas the same. Here's another thing. It isn't racist to say voting a certain way is bad. It's not. Even if 99%, even if 100% of a certain culture of people vote a certain way, it's not bad to say voting that way is bad. Skin color has no bearing on choices whatsoever. Here's a crazy fact. If 99% of people with a certain skin color who live in a certain place loves abortion, same-sex marriage, shutting down churches, persecuting Christians, and votes for candidates who enact those things, it doesn't make it okay because of their skin color. It's not a racial thing. It is a morality thing. It does not matter what skin color people are. Are we not supposed to be judging people by the content of their character and not the color of their skin? Is our Christianity supposed to divide us into Jew and Gentile, slave and free, male and female? Are we not one in Christ? That's all I have to say about critical race theory. It's so discouraging seeing these things happen in the world and seeing people support this sin and proclaim it as truth and these people are in positions of power. <laughs> Leadership in the largest Protestant denomination in the world. But hey, uh, the same thing happened with the Catholic Church. They were at one point the largest Christian denomination in the world and they uh, went off on a branch and that branch got snipped off in the Protestant Reformation. And uh, I, I just pray to God that there is another reformation that happens soon because I, it's, it is so discouraging to see the condition of the church in this nation. I would love to hear your thoughts. If you agree or disagree with me, you can find me on Instagram at Good Monsters Podcast. Uh, I want to know if you feel the same thing or if you um, disagree with me or if you've totally overcome this and you just or you just don't care. <laughs> What's the solution? I don't know. I wish there was an immediate solution. Have a strong Christian family. Raise strong Christian children. Invite people over to your house. Love your enemies and pray for them. But don't compromise with sin. Recognize that not every church and not every person calling themselves a Christian is saved. Do whatever you can to save them. If not, have patience. Know that God is in control and you who have faith are on the winning team. No matter how bleak it looks and no matter how many enemies are wearing your uniforms. Because there's a lot of them. <laughs> but God is going to win the war. And we're on the winning team. God bless.